Hello, and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. We're happy to have you join us this week, and we welcome you to a brand new year. Happy New Year, Denise. Happy New Year to you as well. I know, it's exciting to start a brand new cycle. Uh, We thought we would spend this time with you this week talking about 2018 and the numerological and astrological aspects of that, and then focus more on 2019 and what we can expect coming up this year and how we can go into our new year with an attitude and an energy of intention and positivity. So I wanted to start with some of the numerology of 2018 that we're just moving away from. But before I jump into that, I wanted to also mention Astrologically, we had a lot going on in 2018. Now, Saturn is the taskmaster, and Capricorn can be a lovely, I think it's a wonderful sign, but Saturn in Capricorn together, it's not always the most harmonious partnership. Would you agree? Yes, and it's also about that, that driven, that grounded, that work ethic. It's a, it's a very practical combination sometimes. Yes, because Capricorns can be workaholics, and they can, they're incredibly responsible. They're wonderful friends, very, very loyal. But when coupled with Saturn, it's kind of like your mom nagging you to wake up and make your bed when you're 15. It's that type of energy. <laughs> so, we've got that with us until December um, of 2020, I believe. I know it goes into 2020. I think it's... It it does, because actually my Saturn's in Capricorn, so I'm going into my Saturn return with this. And I've been doing a lot of reading, yes. And it started, and I never realized that with the Saturn return, I always thought you got that whole big span of years, but there's a specific chunk in the middle. So for, for me, this started in December of 2017, so this past December, and it does go into 2020, but the real flux of it is, um, whatever word I want, there is February until November. That's the real strong Saturn return time. And I was reading about Saturn in Capricorn, and I thought, wow, this, it makes sense. And I think, like, for me, because of the way I'm wired, it, in a weird, twisted sort of way, brings some balance. And that's why I'm more grounded, woo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, we also have Uranus is moving into Taurus this year. Um, It started in 2018. It'll continue for quite some time. It's the first time that Uranus has been in Taurus since the period between 1934 and 1942. So if you think about that time period in history, we have the Great Depression and World War II. Lots of fun times, right? So Uranus and Taurus can be a difficult stage as well. But think about the good things that came out of the Great Depression and World War II. We had many social reforms that never existed before the Great Depression that have been put into place. I think out of World War II, we learned to see the connectedness between humanity and to realize the danger of war. So some good does come out of this. What I have read, and Denise and I are by no means astrologers, so if any of you out here listening are astrologers, I'm sure you're cringing at about 80% of what we're saying. (laughs) But this is what we have read and researched and how we understand it, and please feel free to correct us in an email. Just do so gently, because we're sensitive empaths. 
what I have read is that Uranus in Taurus this time is going to focus on money and power. And it's going to ask us how we connect to money and power in our lives. And that this transition is going to ask us to take ownership of our own power and ownership of our relationship to money. So I think that can be really difficult to learn, but I think also it obviously has some wonderful outcomes. But I also think that correlates so beautifully with so many people wanting to start their own businesses or start a side hustle or find more purpose in the way that they're generating income and, and revenue. It, it ties in beautifully with that. Yes. And taking that time to research you know, I, I met with my banker before the holidays and I said to her, you know, I would love to invest in the stock market and I've just never done that on my own. I don't even know how. And she was like, well, you got to research, you got to read it, you got to study it, you got to learn it. And I drove home from there going, you know, that's so crazy because I'm so good at research. I'm like the queen of research. I can, you give me a topic, how to ants build hills, I'll research it, but I've never <laughs> I've never taken the time to research the stock market. It's always been like, oh, no, that's too scary. That's not for me. So this whole Saturn and Capricorn and Uranus and Taurus is going to ask us to get really serious about money, power, but also about our connection and ownership to those topics. It's also a wonderful time to release the past and to let go of the old. And that was a big focus in 2018. We also had the summer of retrogrades. We had five planets in retrograde this summer. So you might have felt the stagnation, the hurry up weight energy. And luckily that is not happening in 2019. Now 2018 numerologically was an 11 year. So 11 is one of the master numbers. There's three master numbers, the 11, the 22 and the 33. 11 is considered the master teacher. So 2018 may have been a year where you were taught some difficult lessons. You may have encountered some significant challenges. There were so many transitions for so many people. Uh, big transitions, uh, relationships, careers, physical moves, emotional changes. It was a very, very intense year for so many people. And as we spoke before we started recording, it was reflective in so much that happened in the nation and in the world during this past year. Yes, exactly. Well, 11 is considered a master number, but you can also choose to reduce it to a single digit and look at the number two and what that means as a year. And two years are all about focusing on love and relationships and balance. But two is also the number of duality. So a lot of arguments or infighting and inner conflict can occur in a two-year. And if you think about some of our news highlights, like the hashtag MeToo movement, the many, many shootings we had in our country, at least, highlighted, I think, best by the Parkland shooting. We had the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. We had a lot of turmoil, the, the issue with the wall, uh, lots of inner conflict and turmoil going on. Um, at least in America. I know there's turmoil all over the world, but I think it highlights that duality, that balance, that seeking questions and answers to relationships that matter to us. We saw that in the news. 
And two is also the number of loves. And we saw Meghan Markle marry her prince. That was pretty exciting. A lot of times when I'm using the cards to do readings, two seem indicative of inner work that people are doing. It seems like it's almost sometimes when the twos show up in a certain combination, it's holding up that mirror to have people look within and say, okay, where am I coming from this from an emotional place? Or what is my inner subconscious message that's trying to come through? And I think that I don't know if numerology supports it being inner work, but it always seems to come up in that pattern with, um, mm -hmm. with readings. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely yeah. a year of going within. Yes, it is. And, and it's a year of partnering up or seeking partners. It's a year of, and I don't just mean romantically, I mean in friendships and work and business. It's a year of also questioning your relationships and really thinking, is this the person for me? Is this the job for me? Um, it's, it's a year for really starting to connect with one-on-one -on -one partners or groups partnering up as well. I, one of my favorite, well, that's a weird word to use, but a story that really stands out to me from 2018 is the Thai cave rescue. Mm -hmm. I just, I watched that with bated breath. And when they were all rescued, it was just, I still feel bad for the one diver who lost his life, but I was so happy that those young boys were all saved. And it's an, that's an example of an 11 slash two year, because my God, they had to master a lot of challenges to figure out how to navigate that rescue and they had to work together and they had to partner up with other countries with mm -hmm. other rescue groups um, so that's a good example i think of that 11 two year a normal two year you know like when a, when a year you add it up and reduces and it comes to a two that's a year of duality and partnership and all of that as we've said but an 11 slash two year is always going to throw in some fun challenges for us to encounter but That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we're moving into a three-year in 2019. And that has such a lighter, happier, easier energy to it from the 11-slash-two-year. I call it the get-on-the-stage or get-on-the-page year. Um, I don't call it that. I learned to call it that from uh, Glynis McCants. If you guys want to learn numerology, She's just a really great way to start getting the foundation down for numerology. So she always calls it the get on the stage or get on the page year. And so I always call it that as well, because it's a year to put yourself out there. It's a year to find your spotlight. Three is a year of communication and creativity. So you're going to be asked in this year to get more creative about your goals and your dreams and to communicate your desires and wishes not only to yourself and those around you, but also to your divine and the universe as a whole. So you really want to be heard this year. It's a year to ask yourself, what do I want? What do I really want? What do I want for myself? What do I want for my health? What do I want for my finances, for my career, for my relationships? And you're going to be faced with situations where you're going to ask yourself that a lot this year. A three year is a very emotional, three is always in a they, Whenever I do numerology reports for people, I will often say three is the number that some people call the bipolar number because threes are really, really happy when everything is going great. 
and they're really, really, really sad when everything's not going great. There's very, very little in between for a three life path. So a three year can feel a little bit like that too. You know, lots of amazing holy cow moments and then there might be some holy shit moments as well. So the best way to get through that yin-yang energy of the three is to feel your feelings. Three is an emotional number and so you want to just let yourself feel all the emotions. Don't deny any anger or fear or sadness. Just feel it. And that's the quickest way. Well, I don't know about quickest, but it's the best way to work through it and release it. A three is also a year of courage. It's a year, if you think about the fool card from the tarot deck, where he's about to take that leap of faith. It's, this, is, this is the year to take that leap of faith. It's a year to find your inner courage. Now, three, as I said before, is also, if you think about a triangle, you know, the three sides, that symbolizes the number three. So three always represents friendship. So it's a great year to meet new friends, to reconnect with old friends. It's a year to really think about your friendships, who you want in your life, who you don't want in your life. You may outgrow some friendships this year. It's a year also to focus on finding your independence within your relationships that are already existing and to really seek solace in your own independent uh, nature of thought and beliefs within your relationships. It's a year of laughter. Threes, if you, if you, for example, if you are a three life path, you are often a comedian and naturally funny and lighthearted and easygoing. And that's how the energy of this year overall will be for us it's easier responsibilities a lightness a flow and the best way to get through any down times we might encounter this year is through friendship communication laughter and creativity now when i say creativity some of you might be thinking well i don't paint and i sure as hell don't draw creativity doesn't mean just that creativity is baking or knitting or woodworking or taking a new dance class or engaging yourself in any way where you are purposely creating something new in the world just just for you. It's, it's a year just to express yourself creatively. What I love about what you just said is how much validity it brings to this sense of completion so many of us have been having about 2018, so many doors have closed. There's been this feeling of endings, you know, things you mentioned politically and nationally and globally that have happened. But we're also, what has come up over and over in readings lately is we're in this amazing time to manifest and co-create what we really want to bring into our lives. And from what you're saying about this three energy, that aligns perfectly with get really clear on what you want to bring in next. What, what do you really want this to be? You know, you said a three years about having courage. And as empaths, it takes a lot of courage to step out there, to put yourself out there, to step up onto that stage and to take that leap of faith. Because for many of us, our default position is to hold back or to double guess or to think, who am I to have that message or that product or that craft? Or it doesn't matter what, what you're what your modality is, but I think as, as a group of intuitives and empaths and sensitive people, this year feels so much about flow. I always think of threes as a flow. Um, and also, you know, this is the beginning of a, a new seven-year cycle. So we just finished up this seven-year cycle that started around 2012. 
which I was talking with a couple friends of mine, that was a very, very tumultuous time for many of us with big, yeah. big altering changes that set the course for so much of what happened over the next seven years. And now we're starting this new fresh direction, but we've put so much to rest. And I think there's been, I keep using the word finality because that's what it's felt like. It's felt like completion, finality, line in the sand, we're done with this, and it's time to move forward now. Yes, exactly. So before we move forward into our word of the year and creating resolutions from within, we just wanted to take a moment to tell you all about some exciting things we have coming up. Um, first of all, we have a lot of awesome guests coming on the show in the months of January and February, and we can't wait to introduce them to you. Um, we'll talk more about that next week, but please tune in because we've got some big names and some new names coming to you. We're really excited to share that with you. Denise and I are also going to be teaching some webinars. Um, you can find more information about this on our website. And you can sign up for any of them on my website. Uh, we'll get those to you in just a moment. On January 23rd in the evening, Denise and I are going to be teaching the business of being psychic. So if you have been doing readings for friends or family and you want more information about how you can really go professional with this, this is a one-night webinar where we're going to teach you what we have learned um, by taking our readings into a professional level. So you'll learn lots of tips, strategies, and techniques for getting yourself out there. That's going to be January 23rd in the evening from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We are also going to offer it during the day on Friday, January 25th um, from 12 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern. So we really hope you can join us for that. February 6th, starting for Wednesday evenings. On February 6th, we're going to be teaching our Mediumship 101 class in the evening. Our Advanced Mediumship classes, uh, our first one starts March 8th on Friday during the day from 12 to 1.30 p.m. And that will meet March, March 8th to March 29th. We're going to do another advanced mediumship class Thursday evening, same one, just repeated in the evening, um, starting April 4th, and that goes to April 25th. Just as a reminder, in our Mediumship 101 class, this is where Denise and I teach you how to do mediumship work ethically, responsibly, clearly, and accurately. Each week, you are partnered up with a brand new partner from class, and you're given at least one exercise to work on with that partner. You're given an exercise every week to work on yourself and a guided meditation, and lots and lots and lots of handouts with information needed to really take your mediumship to the level it needs to be at. We have done this class many, many times, and those students have asked us to offer an advanced mediumship. So you have to have taken the Mediumship 101 class in order to take our Advanced Mediumship webinar. And in that one, we are again going to be partnering you up with exercises, but we're also going to be teaching you lots of things such as uh, medical mediumship, animal connection, and taking your readings to a deeper level, uh, personally and professionally. you want to add anything to that? I do. Uh, on the Business of Being Psychic course, it would also apply to other spiritually-based businesses because we're going to talk about 
you know, how to take care of yourself energetically, the practical aspects of, you know, scheduling and uh, taxes. And it, it's a very inclusive evening or afternoon of information. So if you're thinking, well, I, I don't do readings, that doesn't really apply to me. When we have the description, you may want to check that out because I think that you may see that, oh, that is something that would benefit me even if it's a um, not a service-based, but a product-based business. Uh, the yeah, other thing, exactly. if you are involved in the either the 101 or the advanced, we do have a closed Facebook page and for anyone so that they continue practicing. We do build incredible bonds in those groups. So a lot of folks have applied to be a part of that group. And you, you need to have been in the mediumship course to be a member of the group because it's a very you develop some very personal connections with the folks in the class and, and deep friendships and also a working relationship. So we like to keep that for the folks who have taken the class as well. Yeah, and that's a great closed Facebook group because I think a lot of our students enjoy the freedom of being able to practice their mediumship in a safe environment with like-minded, supportive people. And when the class ends, there's always this feeling of a letdown, like, I don't want that to end. But with the Facebook group, they can still connect with each other. And then as new classes come on board, new people can meet each other. And then they, you know, people will go on there and, and they'll message each other, hey, anyone want a reading today so that they can keep practicing. And we've had several of our students who have met each other in person after taking our webinars, which is so cool. I love that. I love that. that too. Yeah, I love it. So... Um, all of that can be found on our websites. I'm SamanthaFay.com and Denise is TheGratefulMessenger.com. And my last name is F-E-Y. So thank you. And we hope you can check us out and join us for some or all of those. Okay, let's talk about creating your word of the year. Is, is this something you do every year, Denise? It's not. But when we were talking about this, I thought I've always written affirmations. I've had certain areas of my life I wanted to focus on, but having a specific word really brings a conciseness to it that it helps me, personally anyway, look a little deeper as to what I really want to work on this year. There's something really powerful about it. I started doing it years ago, and I think I did it kind of flippantly, like, well, maybe this will work, maybe this won't, but either way, it'll keep me mindful. And I'm always surprised at how that word manifests in my life. And so one thing I want to say, well, first of all, what the heck are we talking about? When you pick a word of the year, you, you're inviting the universe to present you opportunities to encounter the energy of that word throughout your year. But you have to be really careful, in my opinion, because it might present opportunities to you that you hadn't thought of. For example, one of my friends was saying to me, she picked the word love a couple of years ago. She's young and a new teacher and she wanted to get married. And so she thought, I'm going to pick the word love and just focus on love and inviting love into my life. And she, I think she did meet her husband that year. But she also had the worst class of students she's ever had in her life. <laughs> and it really taught her so much about loving people who don't often present themselves as lovable. Oh, if I pick love, I'm just going to have this year filled with love. It's not necessarily that. You're going to be given challenges to help you really learn that word. One year, Denise, stupid me, I picked patience. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Another year, I picked surrender. That was a difficult year, but I'm really grateful for the lessons that I learned. 
Now I'm worried about my word. Well, it's just, you have to think, you know, I, I have a friend slash client. She takes a stand in my power. That was her goal was to stand in her power. And she had a year of having to defend herself at work with her family. Oh. Um, she had a health issue that nobody would listen to. She had to stand in her power and make herself heard and get that healed. But when she wrapped up the year, she said, you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to pick this again. But she said, I've never grown so much as I have in this year. And she really is a, not a different person, but she made some powerful positive changes in that year. So I'm just saying, when you choose your word of the year, choose it carefully. You know, one of my clients was saying, I think I'm going to pick friends because I just, I really want to focus on my friends this year. And I think I'm just going to focus on friendship. And I said, I think that's great, but just, just think about it because that means the universe might offer you situations where your friendships might be challenged. That makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of connect with how you, the, the energy and the intention you're putting into the word and how you're, because I do think if you have a specific anything that you're hanging on to, it's going to be in the back of your mind and you'll keep I don't want it to, to think, oh, I don't want to choose this word because I'm just going to bring in these negative tests. I think we can right. couch it in a way that it'll bring it in in a way that might help us release some of that last stuff so we can really enjoy the flow of this three-year. Yes. You know, some years I've picked a word and then forgotten all about it. And then at the end of the year, I'll go back through my journal and I'll read it and go, oh, my gosh, that year did t- teach me all of this. So I think, I do think we're supposed to pick our word and go through the year consciously trying to attract the positive aspects of that word. But I think there's something just powerful at the beginning of the year about just stating this is where I want my focus to go. So what is your word? So I struggled forever all through December with this. Um, one of my friends picked joy, and I thought, that's a good word. I think I'm going to go with joy. But then, I don't know, it just didn't feel right for some reason. I kept going, I don't know, I, I don't want to, like, copy her word. or I don't know. <laughs> I just kept going back and forth. Then I thought, well, I'll pick peace. And then I thought, no, what if that means, like, my idea of peace will be challenged? So, I don't know. And I thought, well, I'll do balance. And I thought, no, I do not need lessons on balance right now. My sister um, is a big Jennifer Lopez fan. And she likes her new song, Limitless. So she picked Limitless for her work. I thought oh, that was a great choice. That's a good word. And she, yeah. And she spent New Year's Day doing the polar plunge. Ooh. You know, just to remind herself that she's limitless and to push herself out of her comfort zone. Okay. Just just to be a tiny bit sarcastic because of where I live, where did she do the plunge? Okay. All right. She. Okay. I know she was very, very upset because normally... Where we live on the beach, the, when we do the polar plunge, it's normally like between 35 and 50 degrees. Oh, and that's this a plunge. Day, it was 75 degrees. <laughs> oh, wow. How, how cold is the water? Do we know? I don't know, but I'm, I'm such a baby about cold water. I go to the beach every day in the summer, but I don't put my head underwater until like July. And... I went in the I went in the water on New Year's Day and it wasn't that bad. So she was a little disappointed that it wasn't the polar plunge. 
you know, one of her friends was saying, like, up in Rochester, they have to, like, dig a hole in the ice. That's what they do here. <laughs> and I have colorful words about that choice, but <laughs> a lot of fundraisers. Still, I reminded her it was symbolic gesture of her starting the new year with an energy of limitless. So I was talking to my friend about this struggle of picking a word. And I, I, as I sometimes just talking it out helps. And as I was talking, I said, you know, I get, I'm, I get so focused on different things. Like I've got to call this client. I've got to record this show. I need to research for this guest. Oh, I have forgot to pay that bill. Oh, there's laundry in the wash that needs to be put in the dryer. Oh my God, it's 2.30. I've got to pick up the kids. So what I really want to do this year is focus on being present in each moment that I'm living. I don't want to live in the past. I don't want to focus on the future. I just want to be in the present moment, whatever that moment is. And so the word I picked this year is presence. Great word. Oh, that's a fabulous word. Thank and you. It, well, and that also goes in so many directions with the presence. It, exactly what you just described, but it also helps remind yourself just to be mindful and, and, and in the zone and not to take it so seriously because we can't change most of it anyway. No, no, um, you might as well be present and, and enjoy it for what it is while you have it. So I've woken up every morning and I have just said, you know, dear divine presence, help me to be present in you and for you. Help me to be present for myself, for my family, for my friends, for my work, and for this day. That's beautiful. And it's also something to instill the direction you want that to take. It's very positive, well, it's very uplifting, but it covers, it keeps it on that nice positive tone. Well, when you yeah. first asked me this earlier, a word shot out of my mouth, but before I tell you the word, because I hadn't really thought about it, I have to be honest, around my birthday last month, I, I was journaling because it's good to set intentions on your birthday and the new year and just certain significant times during the year uh, that it was going to be my F year. And I won't use the word that I chose, but, you know, more fun, more freedom, more financial independence. And I just started thinking, wow, all these F words, more friendships that mean something. So I kind of joked around with myself about that. But when you asked me earlier, the word that popped out of my mouth was boundaries. And not in the, the negative, because that's what it's been up until this point in the game of, I mean, and I've shared this openly, so I'm not hiding, you know, not pulling off a big mask here, anyone who has struggled with codependency issues, a major, major factor in that is setting boundaries and learning to take care of yourself. Working, in, working as a self-employed person, needing to establish boundaries that, no, you don't have to answer emails at 1130 at night and people need to understand that, or no, you don't have to work seven days a week. So those types of, also the boundaries of bringing more balance in with not trying to be everything for everyone. And I think for all of us, that's really, really important right now is to say, okay, I need to take care of me and all of this as well. So I, I hope by using a word that can bring in some negative stuff, will if I keep it in that positive of wanting to set clear boundaries that empower myself and also are still kind and loving to other people. I think that's beautiful and perfect. 
And I think if you combine it with your F here of, <laughs> I want, you know, I want to set boundaries so I can have fun. Yes. So I can focus on my friendships. So I can focus on all the other. Right. Because it goes good. back to that ending of that seven year cycle that we talked about a few minutes ago. And it's been a roller coaster. It's time for more fun and it's time for more joy. And to just, your word of presence and the word of boundaries kind of latch together with that of, you know, let's move into this year with, with some hope. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. With, with hope, but also with, with an energy to, at least for me, I do want to keep working. Obviously I love my work, yes. but I do want to, I want to work as, as hard as I do with my career as I should on my fun and relaxation time. Exactly. Exactly. So that we can, I, and I thought about this a lot lately of, and I spoke with a friend about this. When is it enough? When is that, that the magic number of how much you need to generate or how many hours you work or how much you save for your children or how do you determine in your own heart, this is enough. And now I need to take some of this and enjoy my life a little bit more. Exactly. And it's also fun. The, the, <laughs> the F word raises the vibration, you know, fun, friendship, financial independence. That raises your light because it takes the stress out. Yes, exactly. And I think that goes in alignment with the energy of a three year. Yes. to have more fun. Threes are fun people. And so a three year should be really, really fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Before we wrap up, we also wanted to talk about resolutions. You hear so much at this time of year about making resolutions and losing weight and quitting this and starting that. And I think all of that is lovely. I do believe that a certain energy of manifesting and excitement builds up around the new year. I also believe it builds up around our birthday where we can really create some wonderful resolutions and goals. It's a great year to do a goal book or a vision board. But one of the things, Denise, that I wanted to emphasize is making resolutions from within and focusing on things that we are going to resolve to do inside of us rather than outside of us, rather than focusing on the external necessarily of how our body looks or how our bank account looks or what our home looks like or the car we drive, focus more on resolutions from within where you might want to resolve, for example, to be kinder to yourself, to take better care of yourself, to love yourself more, to embrace your sensitivity, to, like I was saying on my Psyche Teachers podcast, this year I'm going to let my free cry fly and I'm, I'm not going to be ashamed when I meet new people and they say, oh, what do you do? I'm no longer going to hide it and say, oh, I do consulting, life coaching, freelance writing. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm an intuitive medium. The end. Take me or leave me. I don't. Mm-hmm. And so those are, those are the types of resolutions from within we wanted to talk about. And it also ties in beautifully with the word you choose. It can. It can. Oh, that's right. Because it's inner work. And I think after so much, we've all done so much work the last several years, inner work, outer work, transitional work, all that stuff. 
it's time to just kind of ease into this and say there are so many good things about each of us as individuals that we need to appreciate ourselves just a little bit more and foster that rather than what our shell looks like or what our environment looks like because this is the only thing we really do have any control over. Well said. That is so true. And I think as a, as a spiritual person, I think many of us have this idea of what a spiritual person looks like. I know for me, I used to think a spiritual person was happy and at peace all the time. And I know as I slowly came out of my spiritual psychic closet, I would hear little rumblings from the people in my life. You know, like if I was in a bad mood, I'd, be, I'd hear a little thing like, well, isn't there a spiritual solution for every problem? You know, mm-hmm. or what do your guys say about that? Where's your helpers now? You know, little things like that. And I started to think, oh. And then I would think, too, like, well, if I am a spiritual person, should I swear so much? <laughs> or, you know, just little things. We always, I, mean, right. I always second guess myself. And, and what I've learned is a spiritual person is someone who just sees the spirit in everybody, who sees beneath the shell, beneath the layers of, look at me, I'm fitting in, I'm okay. And we see to the essence of that person. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we're at peace all the time. It doesn't mean we're happily blissful all the time either. And exactly so, the way you described it. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope one of all of our resolutions from within is just seeing ourselves as a spiritual person where we are on our journey and accepting ourselves where we are on this part of our journey and resolving to love ourselves every bit of ourselves. You know, I walked to the beach with my friend on New Year's Day and she and I were just sitting there with our feet in the water and and she said, do you have any resolutions this year? And I said, yeah, I have a couple. Um, I said, nothing really, you know, physical or, or factual. They're just more internal ones. I said, how about you? And she said, I really want to make this year I get my weight off and just am happy, you know, with how I look. And And I said to her, I said, I, I think you should resolve first to just love your body as it is now, you know, to just look in the mirror and just love your body as it is now and, and love it for working for you and, and love it for carrying you to this moment and, and love it for being exactly what it is. I'm not saying that's easy, but I think that's a far better goal than resolving to lose 10 pounds, be at your pre-wedding weight whatever it is. I know I had that goal years ago and, and I, I remember the day I hit my pre-wedding weight and I felt like I'd won the freaking lottery. I told everybody <laughs> because I worked so hard, you know, mm-hmm. it took me a long time to lose all that baby weight. And when I did, I was like, woo. And then I looked at my body and it was not my pre-wedding body, you know, <laughs> like, Wait a minute. the scam says it is. But these stretch marks sure as hell don't. And so it's, you know, it's still part of my journey of just loving my body as it is. And, and my friend looked at me and she was like, you know, I never thought to do that. Wow. And I think that's the best way to start to make those outer resolutions is to start first within. Yes, yes, yes. It all starts within. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that does it for our time with you all this week. We hope you've enjoyed this little trip down memory lane for 2018, and we hope we've given you some things to chew on and think about as you move into your new year 
Think about what a three-year can mean for you. Think about how can you get on the stage or get on the page of your life this year. Think about what your word is going to be for this year. Where are you going to focus and invite the intention and energy into your life? And think about what resolutions you can make that are internal just for you and your spiritual journey. We will be back with you next week. As I said, we've got some awesome guests coming in, so please tune in. If you like our show, take a moment, please, to go to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps people to find us. If you want more information about us and our webinars, go to samanthafay.com or thegratefulmessenger.com. And please connect with us on Facebook, Enlightened Empaths. We hope you have a wonderful week and a happy start to your new year. Don't forget to always show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.